Talk Network. Hi, this is Devin Track with the Freebooters Network. Today we bring you another episode of 40K Radio. And now, on with the show. Welcome to 40K Radio. Hello and welcome to episode 61 of 40K Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Alex. With me, as always, is Amy. Hello. And Jeff. Hey, gang. What's up? <laughs> and today we're going to take a look at the Death Guard Codex, as well as all the previews that we've seen since last time we talked to you. But as always, we like to talk about hobby stuff first. And let's start with Jeff today. Oh, what? Like, what What have I been doing hobby-wise? Yeah. yeah. Um... This is, this is a part that's really hard because we we haven't recorded for a while, and I know I did hobby stuff since then, but at the same time... Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just fire up those three neurons. So, um, I, I think we've talked about, like, the speed painting thing that, like, an idiot uh, I decided I wanted to do and managed to drag Amy and my brother into. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I say, Matt, you're totally welcome to join me in insanity. <laughs> I'll let you, I, I can explain the details if you want. Yeah, go but, for uh, it. So, okay, so the, the thing that we're doing is because there's no Adepticon, because the world is terrible and everything is, is and we're not the allowed worst. to be happy. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Be, be, because joy has been sucked out of this world. Um, there's, there's no Adepticon again this year, which, I mean, sensibly what we should be doing is just knuckling down and making sure that we finish everything we need for Adepticon 2022. Yeehaw! It's going to be, but we're not doing that. No. We're, uh, Why would you? We're, we're obviously like going on yet another tangent. And so what we decided to do is like, because I, I randomly ran across this YouTube video of uh, this guy who painted a an OCR an, a bone people army mm-hmm. for uh for for um attack of the Sith no AOS again I swear I'm sober <laughs> stone cold sober I should be I should be drunk uh, <laughs> so yeah for that other game that I own models for I'm reading the core rule book right now. Um, but can't remember the name of. So he he was doing this army and decided like I'm gonna do like a full army in a weekend. And that's that's a challenge. Apparently, like a few other YouTubers and uh, I, I I bet some of our listeners who uh, know the community better than I do are going to say, oh yes, I remember that back in the back in the day. Um, so he he and a few other YouTubers gave themselves this challenge and. The sort of basic rules, I guess, was a certain pointage. I can't remember, probably like two thousand or a thousand or whatever. But mostly, they, they were allowed to like to 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 build and convert and do bases and prime all the models they would need. The only thing they couldn't do is actually paint the models. There's no limit on techniques, and basically, they start on Friday evening and have until Sunday evening to to be done. I don't know if they had precise hours. And there won't be in our little challenge because it's 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 like the the national novel writing month. It's not about like there's there's not going to be a prize. There's not going to be a trophy or a plaque or, or anything like that. It's just the the idea is to give ourselves this, this own personal challenge, uh, and uh, accompany one another on the journey of making painting an entire army in a weekend. But since we're 40k players for the most part. Um, the the idea is to do a 40k army, and I figured that the best place to start a 40k army is with with Crusade, and to start like your starter army for Crusade is 50 power level. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that we're assembling 50 power levels worth of models, and you know we're just preparing them for the I think was it 23rd of, of March, when oh. like on the date that. Uh, Adepticon was, was supposed to be. And on the 26th is the 26th. Friday. Yeah, so on, on the 26th in the evening, we all start painting and probably gonna gonna hang out like on on on, on Zoom or whatever thing we're gonna be using and just just paint together these 50 power levels. I decided to do Tyranids for the very simple reason that I have a lot of Tyranid models lying around. It hasn't stopped me from buying another $200 <laughs> models because I don't have the models I wanted. 
Because I quickly went into this tangent where I said, hmm, I could do Tyranids. I could do just just Tyranids. I mean, that's enough, right? Just Tyranids. Or I could do very specifically toxic Tyranids. So I'm going to be using a Broodlord. And, and my, my brother brought me back like a decade ago from Forge World, a, a Malanthrope. So this is going to be my HQs. And I'm going to be doing uh 10 gene stealers which i'm going to equip with toxin sacks and i I can hear it like i can hear it from the future in the distance saying toxin sacks are not worth it it doesn't matter your power level (laughs) not wasting points i'll waste points later if i use them for real but the idea is to be toxic (laughs) not like not in game like i'm not oh okay okay. I'm not gonna start. I'm not gonna start any of like my tournament games against women going. Oh, a lady gamer or whatever. <laughs> not I'm not gonna do that. What I what I mean by toxic is that my tyrannids have have as much toxin sacks and poison things and venom stuff. So I've got these ten gene stealers. Um, because it's this quick paint, I decided to have a unit of thirty hormigons <laughs> toxin yeah. sacks. I'm For very speed. smart, guys. I'm super smart. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have a have a, a unit of, of six venomthrope and a toxicrine. So this is what I was building. So I, I bought my toxicrine. I got my my venomthrope. So I built three of them. I built my toxicrine. So I've been like, because there's not enough built gray plastic models right now in all my drawers of my apartment. Like I can't get a spoon in the kitchen without. <laughs> Like, I don't know, a towel or something. <laughs> so I, I decided I needed to add more somehow. And, and that, that's that's what I've been working on. And, and it's, it's been fun because uh, also I decided to convert most of this. <laughs> like, anything that doesn't have already some kind of poison thing. Well, first of all, if you've built Hormigons, you're already converting. Like, if you're putting toxin sacks, you're already taking what is... I am willing to bet the smallest bit available on a Games Workshop sprue, and you're sticking 60 of those on on Hormigant arms. <laughs> so already that's annoying, but that's done. Like I did that. Yay me. Um, my trophies in the mail, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Uh, but I've also decided that I wanted tentacle faces for my gene stealers, which mm-hmm. is fine. I can get the tentacle faces. Uh, I thought I had tentacle faces that I was accumulating them, but I think I gave them to someone. No, uh, did you use them with the... Because uh... didn't I have to send you tentacle faces for the orc army? Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're like the one from last Adepticon. Yeah, yeah, that one. Hey, you know who could tell me if that's what we did? <laughs> I could just ask Tony, yeah. who uh, who has this army. Uh, so yeah, so now now I've I've got four of those faces. So I just need to uh, I don't know I'm probably gonna cast more, um, which means that I can't have my Broodlord not have a tentacle face. So I've been looking at conversions for that. Uh, like there's a possibility of just sculpting my own tentacle face, but I'm not a sculptor. And I saw someone using, um, octopus mage from the, I, I of Deepkin. Uh, so buying an entire model just so I can grab the octopus and put him as the face of my broodlord, because that's a super good investment of money. I mean, I certainly didn't buy the plague Marine champion purely to own sassy nerglings, so I'm really not in a place to judge you on this one. <laughs> How many sassy Flag Marine Nurgling. champions did you buy? How many sassy nerglings do you have? I only have the one okay. so far, uh, but I did have a friend of mine. A friend of mine did float the idea of, okay, what if we did, uh, what if we did a Death Guard army, but we did it all converted out of nerglings, like make them <laughs> as tall as a, you know, as a uh, yeah, a Plague Marine, but but they would just be nerglings, and I was like, I mean. That's an investment, my friend. <laughs> like, it's not a no. It's not a no. I'm no. I'm not. I'm not terrible. <laughs> right. So, that's a thing I'm probably gonna do. Um, I'm I'm adding. I'm using uh, UV resin to add drops to the end of my hormigon claws so that they look like they're dripping with toxins. Mm-hmm. Because you know the smallest bit in Games Workshop history wasn't enough. I decided like, <laughs> it has to be more. 
But now I'm also toying like, ah, oh, man, I'm going to be casting those tentacle faces for Gene Steelers. What if I call two or three tentacle faces out of Hormigon heads and cast those 30 times? <laughs> I like that you're investing all of this extra time that you could spend painting if it was like a regular project and you're yeah. just going to dump it into other stuff. No, it's the like worst. Listen, you don't reach like, you don't reach the height of success that I've reached in my life <laughs> by not being ambitious and uh, and planning carefully ahead. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so the short answer to your question, Matt, is I've been building Tyranids. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds like um that that's only it's going to be a lot of fun. I I'll see if I can make that happen. That'd be that'd be a lot of fun to do. Listen, there is no consequences for I you know, not I doing know. it. I know. Apart from me calling you a coward, yeah, referring exactly. to you only as coward <laughs> for at least a year from that day forward. Oh boy. I do have like seven, uh, 60 plague bears that need to be painted, so. I, I mean, that's a. That's a listen, good time to do it. <laughs> good time to do it. Um, it's Because we didn't more... say it had to be good. It just has yeah, to be. Yeah, it just has to be painted, right? Yeah, yeah. And. The, the, the thing is, like, the, the idea is also, I mean, you can do test models just to, to yeah, try yeah. out your techniques. And the idea behind that is also to help you refine and, like, and, and your, your most efficient techniques. Like, you still want to have a beautiful army. And I don't, like, I, I think, like, I'm going to paint these the same colors I painted my the rest of my Tyranids. I have a lot of Tyranids. Tyranids is, I think, the second army I, I painted for, for 40K. And I've been building on, on this army for maybe two decades so and I'm, I'm gonna be using the same color scheme because i like it it's pretty it's turquoise and i have a thing for turquoise but i i, I strongly believe that those speed painted tyrannids are going to be on par or superior to the first tyrannids i painted for that army just because i've gotten better i i know my techniques better um, the tools at my disposal are, are are a lot faster to use. They're better. I've got an airbrush. Like there, there's so yeah, many yeah. things that are going to make this easier and faster, anyways. Yeah, it'll be great to see um, if I even if I don't get to participate. At least what you guys do with it. Um, so, Amy, are you assembling your stuff too? Is that what you've been working? On? I am. So I I picked up the. So I'm going to do Death Guard for mine. Um, a, because I did that huge Death Guard commission, so I have a pretty good idea of what goes into painting Death Guard. Um, plus, I had a bunch of it. I had the uh, the Dark Imperium half. Mm-hmm. Um, so I picked up the... Uh, what the heck are they called? The Terminators, but not the, the body Shrouds. Death Shrouds. Yeah. Death Shrouds. Yeah. So I got those because I've always loved those models, so it was like my excuse to get one. And I got a Plague Burst Crawler. Nice. Um, so I, I, built... I have... have pre-heresy death shroud terminators so i bought so the 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 thing about the plague burst crawlers if anyone out there is going to build a plague burst crawler um fun fact uh the instructions for the the uh treads they have them on the wrong sides Uh oh which in normal space marine treads doesn't matter because they don't really have a front and back direction but the death guard treads have little teeth I suppose dig into the ground slash corpses that they roll over um, and so there's definitely a forward and backward and also um, I think it was pieces 32 and 36 maybe I forget but there's two pieces that are definitely swapped in the instructions oh, so that was fun found that out the hard way um, but plastic glue so I was okay because I did it fast um, so I've got those built I gotta dig out from whatever safe place I've put them in my pile of shame, I have to dig out the rest of it. Uh, but I needed I needed some points to put fun things in, and so I managed to. Uh, I was like, oh, well, I guess I need to take it down to ten box walkers instead of twenty, which I am not <laughs> upset about, having painted sixty of them previously. Like I feel okay about that. Um, but it looks like I'm gonna do probably pre heresy colors, at least a, a riff on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I might, I like the way I did the other pox walkers, but I might make them a little more extremely colored since the, uh, since the armor and stuff is all kind of white. 
So yeah, I uh, and I finished the uh, I finished that stupid commission that's been sitting on my desk forever. <laughs> uh, and they finally they they turned out pretty nice. I still have to photograph them, but they're done. Um, and I am building the rest of the Necron warriors and the uh, scarabs for the other painting project JF and I are doing. It's fun. It's a lot. Doing a lot of I'm like back in it finally after months of not I'm yeah, all I in. I was so back in it and now I'm not because... <laughs> so apparently only one of us can manage it at a time yeah no and, and they're so they're so damn close to being done like I'm a few highlights from being done for the resident Necron stuff and it's gonna it's gonna look pretty good like I'm very happy with how it's going and where it's where it is but then I, I have responsibilities and yeah beep NDA stuff so I can't mm-hmm. man my life is going to be so much easier once I can say hey you know that thing that was taking all my time well it failed but I can talk about it now <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you Matt what have you been doing so I have just been doing some building I've um, rather than anything in particular I've just been pulling like just reaching into the closet and pulling out one of the boxes from the pile of shame and just putting it together because once you put together a model, you're, you know, like an eighth of the way there, right? So, yeah. So I've put together the Battle Sanctum for Sisters of Battle and um, some the Age of Sigmar Magikin guys, um, Plague, Plague oh, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, just been doing some assembly, which maybe I'll, like I said, maybe I'll do those Plague, the Plague guys for, uh, for the Ifcon thing. But. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not, like once they're built, like you get at least a little more hype for it, right? Yeah, it's exactly. Like a little dude, and you can like walk him around on your desk. And be like, All right, yeah. yeah How good it. would you look if you were painted? You'd look amazing. <laughs> I could use you in a game. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So pe- people are gonna argue. Well, you can use gray models in a game. It's like bug off. Like no, you can't. Like, I am I am convinced that if I were to use gray models in a game, lightning would strike me down where I stood. You yes. Yeah. Some people Light, lightning or clinical depression. <laughs> Once you've won an I, award I that involves like best painted, yes, you get struck by lightning from the hobby. They just come take your awards away. That's right. Mm. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> I mean, if they can find them, they're in boxes somewhere. No, no, they're not. <laughs> He's got so many I folks like there in demon. boxes somewhere. Yeah, it's a bronze demon. I'm not that good. <laughs> Bronze is still pretty good, I'd say. Yeah. But anyway, I, I was I was once told like um, where just before judging at at a Golden Demon at I think it's Conflict by uh by my son Udon, he was like we were talking about where we stood and we we we'd both made first cut and I like we we're just getting our models before the the, the final judgment and his philosophy. Which just kind of stood, stuck with me because, like, it's kind, of, it's kind of a thing that you can sort of apply to any kind of these things. Is once you've made first cut for this kind of contest or, or like, been nominated or whatever, you've you've gone as far as your skill sort of can take you, and after that, like, you just you have to accept that it's probably like in the hands of luck. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, like with any painting competition, right? There's a lot of, um, you know the opinion of the judges too it, it doesn't well, necessarily thing, like you, you've painted yeah. let's say you've painted like the coolest freaking um chaos terminator that's ever been seen on the surface of the earth uh, i mean and it ends up in the hands of a judge that is just freaking sick of chaos it, like it doesn't it doesn't matter how good it is they're like you you start with a few steps behind yeah and at a certain level of competition it's like Everybody's fairly technically equal. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's it, they're they're not looking for who did well. They're looking for for reasons to disqualify at that point. So yeah. it's it, it, it's just that's that's just it. Like you're 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 no longer hoping to be the best. You're hoping that someone else fucked up. <laughs> oh, and I get um, you remember they did those little chibi guys like space yeah. marines and stuff yep, I, I found a sisters of battle one that somebody was selling so I picked that up as a little mascot for my army oh, oh nice. that's so cool so I'll have to I'm thinking about whether I want to repaint that but it's not actually it's not the you know the pre-paint's not too bad but no I have that. a couple of them and uh, yeah they're not bad 
All right, well, Games Workshop was kind enough to send us a copy of the Death Guard Codex, which will be available before you hear this episode, but um, we did take a chance to flip through it. First impressions, guys? So they, they're doing this thing that they've been doing so far that I'm into in uh, ninth edition and that they are leaning heavily on thematics. Mm. And I like that. Um, I think for me, my favorite thing is the, um, the contagion range yeah. and uh, it increasing every round. Um, and I like that because I mean, it, it, if we've learned anything in the last year, it's that if a plague goes unchecked, it becomes more powerful. Um, so I guess it all makes sense, and uh, and I like that. I, yeah. I'm I'm trying to, like here's the thing like I, I've got like three different jokes, but they all involve politics. Something I'm like, all right, <laughs> never mind. Like, on, on a scale of one to ten, uh, how acceptable is it? I'm like, ah, it's too much work. <laughs> To insert your own political jokes about plagues here. Yeah. I liked how they have um, sort of the deadly pathogens, right? The little things you can add on to your your different characters. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that was a neat little addition. I like how you know they're giving as the they come with the, the new books, they're giving you more options, but they don't feel like they're necessarily game breaking options. No, and again, it's that it's that flavor thing, yeah. right? Like there, it's like yes, they are things that do actual things in game, but it's not like any of them are so particularly skewed one way or the other that you're gonna be like, oh, well, you have to take this one because it's the best. It's, yeah, exactly. You know, a lot of mix and match. What about you, Jeff? Um, so here's the thing. I think I think I'm discovering this. Uh, with a lot of newer codexes and codex supplements, and I part of the problem is probably because I haven't played any games using these codexes. So my my worry may just be a certain level of paranoia, of which I'm I'm not, I'm, I'm prone to. But I feel that a lot of the things that make him uh, very very flavorful and colorful and very thematic also add a layer of bookkeeping that I don't know if I'm going to be very good at dealing with. I already like I already have a bit of trouble like keeping track of the plethora of different tactical um, things that you can use like the the way you can use your your CPs. I if if I analyze any of the games I play after the fact, I go, oh well, I could have used my CPs in a dozen different ways that I didn't think about in the heat of the moment. Because I'm also the kind of player who hates when games slow down too much. Right. Like I, I hate yeah. having to, to tell my, my opponent, hey, um, take a breather. I need to read five cards and pick one and then refer to a rule. Like, I hate doing that. I would I would rather just cut to the chase and, and, and just pick one at random and hope for the best, which obviously makes me a terrible player in tournaments, but I... I just find it less boring for everyone. Yeah. So adding another layer, like having, all right, what what round is it? Uh, what's what's the range? Uh, what's the range of my contagion? Okay. Well, this character has more range because of, he has a special power, so his range is bigger. It's, it it feels very heavy, and it feels heavy, very heavy on paper. But I'm also a very hands-on kind of guy. Like if I read a recipe, I'm going to think, well, this is a nightmare to make. Like. But once I actually start like just chopping vegetables and putting in like the slow cooker and stuff, like oh no, this is, this is not a big deal. So there's there's a non-zero chance that I'm gonna play my first game with one of these new codexes and I'm gonna go, yeah, you're 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 just being paranoid. But there's also a possibility that I'm just gonna leave a lot of cool options on the table because I don't have time to think about them while I'm moving my old plastic dudes. Yeah, it it can. Uh, that's what I've seen so far. Looking through the codexes too, is there seems to be a little bit more, like you were saying, bookkeeping going on. Which I think it's, which is funny, right? Because their whole thing was, well, we want to make the games quicker. We don't want to, you know, take out all these rules. Like disgustingly resilient, they took the they lost the old disgustingly resilient, got something new. But uh, the you know, and the thought behind that is to make the game faster. But then they added in a lot more abilities, and um, you know, like with the neck rounds, right? The I forget what they call it, but every turn they get the the different ability that you have to choose beforehand, and um, so I, I think it's almost like the games are going to not really speed up too much. Yeah, I mean, 
again, like it's it's very much a question of how this is all going to translate once I actually yeah. play the games. Yeah. And I, I'm 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 optimistic. Like I, I the, the big difference between my rant that I just did and Games Workshop is that they've play tested it. And true. I have true. Not, so I'm um, I'm I'm hoping that this uh I'm, I'm just being and obviously like my first two games are going to be slower because like yeah. learning new rules and things so i i don't know we'll see i'm mo- I'm mostly hoping that once i get to an event like that the con it doesn't mean that our games get cut short like on the third round all the time right 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 and then we had the most controversial change in the if you ask the internet um <laughs> Oh yes, I always ask the internet. <laughs> Disgustingly resilient, no longer a five plus feel no pain, just reduces the damage characteristic of weapons by one. Which I think, considering that plague marines now have two wounds apiece, is definitely yeah, worthwhile, wrong with that. a worthwhile mm-hmm. ability. And um, it sounds better, actually. Yeah, it actually, yeah, it does sound better. And I mean, a, a five up feel no pain was uh, kind of a, uh, I think, a not feel good rule for a lot of people, anyway. Right, that was one of the big things back at the beginning of uh, last edition, eighth edition was just okay. Here's I'm going to take 120 plague bearers who all have a five plus feeling of pain and an invuln save and have fun. Yeah. So I like stuff. I like how they're changing stuff like that to uh, to get rid of um, things that maybe had a little feel bad element to it. And of course, great uh, great crusade rules, very thematic. Um, so good. Great to see them keeping that going. Um, you know, just makes me more excited to see books for armies that I play with with Crusade rules in them. I I gotta admit, like the, the Crusade thing, the more and more, and I God, I hope it translates to when I actually play it, but I don't see why not. But the more I see the different things they're doing with Crusade, and the more I'm I'm just thinking, man, why would I bother with a tournament? I I, I could definitely see myself doing instead of doing like a two day team tournament at Adepticon just doing this mm. massive crusade that thing. That would be so fun. Yeah, like a weekend-long crusade or something. Because then yeah. we can leave all the tryhards that we have to lose to in round one. We can just leave them in the tournament and right, we can exactly. go play crusade. No, exactly. That, that's that's on, on the nose. And it's, it's not just vast. Like, from game to game, you're not just... Because one of the things that's really boring about tournaments in general, even if you are try-hard, is that the only thing that you're getting between each game is, have I, like, where's my standing? How many VPs do I have? Like, it's all a bunch of boring stuff. Like, I, I, I'm not an accountant for very good reasons because it's not something that interests <laughs> me. Like, I don't, like, I don't want to sit down and just freaking count my stupid stats between games. But if between games, what I'm doing is saying, all right, which... Which unit can I buy to add to this force? And all right, so this character got really wounded, but he's still good enough. Like, if everything's about like the story of my crusade, it's a lot more fun, right? And if you can sit down at a game, right? So, so we get paired up in round three, and we're gonna sit down and play a game, and we're gonna tell, like, we're gonna take, you know, there's gonna be like a ten minute window at the beginning in which we each take five minutes to talk about, like, well, these are my dudes, and this is what happened, and here we are. It, and that I'm into. It also makes the chatter around a drink, because I don't drink beer, I was going to say, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> it, it makes the chatter, like the post-tournament, the post-event chatter, so much more interesting because you get to talk about your games, in a, like again, like in a more thematic way, instead of talking about, well, there's that one time where this guy did this really dumb thing, but I rolled the dice right and I won. <sighs> Just... Yeah, I, I think I <laughs> yeah. came out with, like, one good dice roll story from uh, the last team tournament. I mean, it was a pretty good dice story, and he was pretty mad <laughs> about it. But, um, yeah, like, otherwise, it's every story we have are the thematics. Like, when um, Maverick and Goose flew off the board in a blaze of glory. <laughs> like, exactly. And that wasn't and... good. That's not dicey things. Like, that stupid story that we wedged in because that game was terrible. <laughs> It was a super boring game against, I think it was also a super boring army. It was the Adeptus um, Mechanicus who threw every robot they had at us. And oh, yeah, yeah. It exploded was... my grots into a red mist. Mm, yeah, well, that's what grots are for. But, I mean, that is yeah, what no, they're no, for, but it was, <laughs> it was overkill. 
No, no, absolutely. It was it, it was a boring game. So the, we we start telling ourselves stories instead of, of of fretting over how boring the game is. But that's the thing. Like if you're going in with the idea that all you want to take out of things is mostly a good story, and the the, the system is built to tell a good story, as the Crusade stuff seems yeah. to be. I mean, man, give me all of that all the time. Yeah, and in. I, you know, on in my uh, at my friendly local gaming store on the Facebook groups, there's been a lot more talk about getting a crusade going, like a you know a couple crusade leagues going when there's when it's more safe to have games in person than like just a regular old competitive league too. So I think it's grasping a lot of people who are kind of tired of the like, all right, here's my kick the crap out of you list. And and here's the thing too is like. I, I mean, it sounds like I'm really like take, taking a dump on on competitive games no, and yeah. tournaments, but and I mean, I mean, I am a little because they're not necessarily my thing. But even for people to, for who it is their thing, having this opportunity to do um, ha- having this opportunity to do something different for a weekend or or for a few months at the at the local gaming store before going back to competitive tournaments, yeah. like yeah. it just. Like it, it's 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 a palate cleanser that I think even right yeah you're, you're still, still playing practicing your rules which is the important part because that's the part that slows you down yeah, yeah it's definitely. just it's just a, a different way of playing that's interesting it's a good way of building and developing an army too and I'm 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 just saying like this as much as their idea of bringing in narrative play or open play in previous editions fell absolutely completely flat with me crusade is having the opposite effect hmm. yeah and and the, this new codex is just one more entry into the reasons why yeah i think like you're saying right if it if, if as long as they support it with the different battle realms which it looks like they're going to you know, we've only got one so far, but I think you know we'll see more. And I, you know, each like I said, each time I read some of these Crusade rules, it just gets me more excited to see what the other factions Crusade rules are going to be. Um, and you know, same as everything else, the books, as always, I like the new style they're doing where they have everything sort of tabbed on the side yep. for all the different sections of rules, makes life a little easier anyway. Mm-hmm. I like the. I forgot to look because I I didn't look at the the other one that we got that in depth uh but the little reference sheet in the back yeah the like hey here's that keyword that you don't remember what it is here's a (laughs) brief description of what it is and here's what page it's actually on uh yeah that's nice yeah and and again you know with with the points values too for putting your army together just the nice way that it sort of cascades down for each different uh different unit rather than the little bit of a jumble it used to be so Another quality codex, and the, the, the new artwork is uh, is very much on point. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, definitely. Like we we don't talk enough about it, and which I mean, this is a, not a visual media, so I can understand why it's difficult to. But they're they're really they're capturing a lot of the the, the weirdness of the Death Guard in some of the artwork. It looks gross. Yeah. They even threw some classic artwork in there, which is nice. Well, I mean, no, I mean, like they they got the the uh, green and clean one from the cover of that original 40k book, uh, mm. Realms of Chaos. Nice little piece of art, but man, it is so freaking hard for me. Like, not doing a a, a Dev Guard army is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Because I have, like, I have a half of uh, one of those boxes that Amy mentioned. Um, I, 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 she was posting photos of building her def, uh, her, her play burst crawler, and I was like, man, I love this mall so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the instructions are bad, though. Yeah, yeah. Are they? I heard. I heard there's something some swap I should worry about. And... Treads, treads are bad. Tread numbers yeah. are bad. Very bad. Really, you should just get like a bunch of nerglings and have the nerglings carrying it around. Yes. Uh, I mean, I no, want, no, no a... kidding. We, b- b- while we were considering this uh, this project, I was looking at what it would take to make a a Gretchen only army with McCary <laughs> as the uh, 
the warlord. Because now, now there's there's an HQ for that. Right. <laughs> and it's it's just so many models, man. Wasn't it like 103 or something like that? I that I think that was just for 25 PLs. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> That's right. There's just a nasty amount of models. <laughs> like yes. Speed painting JF. You paint that. Good job. You're not doing it very right. Myself, I I wound up with 25 models. That is out of character for me. I have 40. I have 49 models. One of one of them's a big guy too. Like I mean, I I don't know if you've seen a a toxic crane, but it's not like it's not tiny. Yeah. But they are. They're so cool looking though. Mm, It's gonna be fun to paint. Mm All right, so we also got quite a few previews since last time we were, we recorded. Um, we got a nice little preview on Christmas showing the... It wasn't really a preview because you've already seen the Palantine for the Sisters of Battle, but uh, Piety and Pain, a new box set, um, looks like they with a new Lilith Hesperax as well. Yes. And I dig that model. Um, it's a nice update. You know, it, it looks very similar to the old one, but it's uh, a very uh, nice update to it. They've been doing very well with that sort of thing, the the like paying homage to the older model, but updating it to fit the new aesthetics slash better plastic. <laughs> yeah, and um, and we saw some Hedonites of Slanesh stuff as well. But what they did show us a short time later is probably the most opulent model of all. <laughs> and I was the. On the New Year's Eve preview, it was Glutos. I'm not going to even try and pronounce that no. last name, but Lord of Gluttony. Ooh, uh, just just very much scream slanesh. I so my hope, my hope is that maybe this one model will scratch that itch that I have for Hedonites of Slanesh. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well maybe maybe like if I just do that one, like maybe maybe that. <laughs> That in my in my uh, underworld warband, and maybe I'll be okay. Mm. Maybe I can just stop there. <laughs> if you ever wanted a a somebody riding in a uh, like a, a chariot pulled by a couple demon half demon half half ogres with a nice little umbrella, all right, this is your place yeah. to go. It's okay. Another. Like centerpiece model, which I really appreciate how they, every army seems to be getting one of these. So, um, looks great. Very happy more um, armies are getting those. Yeah, just it's it's almost like um, kind of a reward, right? Not when you're you're painting a bunch of line troops and you get to switch over to this one like awesome centerpiece model to to paint up for your army. Yeah, and, and what's going to be interesting is that because right now we're seeing armies where centerpiece centerpiece models like that are kind of obvious, like it's it's a character with an entourage or it's a a cast kit with an entourage, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, or, or it's just, it's uh, some 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 dude on a palanquin getting pulled. Like a lot of them, like we've we've seen the obvious ones. Where it's going to get interesting is those of these types of models in armies where it's not that obvious. Mm. That's like Tyranids. What are they going to do? And I I think that by removing the obvious choices, it'll force Games Workshop to do one or two things. They can do the usual and just not give them one. Um, or it'll force them to do something creative, something different, something very thematically rich. Yeah, that'd be it, it'll be interesting, um, right? Because there's this, there's the stuff Tyranids are like everybody knows about, like a, a dominatrix or a, a plastic heron or something. But to see them do something completely different, you know, something we haven't seen yet in any form, would be incredible. And then with the other armies too, right? Eldar, I mean, they already have their their avatar in their um, what's it called Wraith Knight. So what else? You know, what other kind of thing could we see for that? Yeah, I mean, the nice, like, the cool thing about most of these centerpiece models is that they do like they have those multiple aspects to yeah. them. You know what I mean? And like the whole thing with the triumph, triumph of Saint Catherine, and the whole like as you lose as you lose wounds off it. Like basically, parts of the entourage have died, and so they're no longer providing their their buffs or whatever. Like, that's so cool. And so the the possibility of something like that, especially with like a Tyranid, 
uh, army where, you know, the whole uh, uh, synapse, right? Is that what mm -hmm. it is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, playing with that idea is kind of awesome. Yeah, they've been doing, you know, pretty good so far. I mean, I don't think anybody expected to see a funeral procession for, uh, for Sister <laughs> Battle. I mean, I guess you could you could uh, maybe expect some guy in, in a in an opulent chariot for for Slanesh, but nothing certainly is as much as we got anyway. Um, we also got a new Aeronautica Imperialis uh, preview, right? So yes, drones, drone craft for for Tau. They're so cute. I, I mean, the rules guy. were already there. Yeah. I'm really hoping they're slightly bigger than the ones they had from Forge World, mm. because those were tiny. I have a few. They're very tiny. <laughs> very difficult to assemble. Yeah, they, didn't, they don't look like they would have been easy. I had a friend who had Tau for the original Aeronautica Imperialis, and he said they were not fun. Um, Is it me? Am I that friend? <laughs> No, we didn't. We didn't play. We didn't hang back then. Um, yeah, no. I mean, opinion. I'm, I'm super excited for this. Except that the ground assets have been out of stock for. Let me check my calendar. Yes, forever. Oh boy. Um, and I, I'm waiting for them to be back in stock so I can order. But now I have to wait till those are back in stock, and hopefully the drones are also in stock at the same time. It's becoming kind of a balancing act that I don't like just to get the malls I want. It's been a, a, a tough thing for uh, Aeronautica. And, and, you know, I don't know if it's just because of supply chain issues or this is their plan, but the ground assets have been, you know, they come, they go really quick, and then nobody can get them. Um, right, the, the original ones, the Imperial and Orc ones, those have been out of stock for a while. Yeah, I, f I think part of the problem for Aeronautica Imperialists is that they're probably doing some of these things if it, with Forge World because they don't have as much um, momentum as they wanted to make this stuff in plastic. The problem being that because they're not making it in plastic and they're not coming out with more factions and things in any sort of timely manner... Yeah. There's no chance to build the momentum. Well, I, I think part of the problem is that. Like, they, they started, and, I mean, we've talked about this, and this mm -hmm. is my typical complaint when they do games like this, is they start with only two factions, which is a bit of a mistake. Um, then they came out with two more factions, but it's not really two more factions because right. it's just more Imperial and Tau. Meanwhile, having Tau Tyranids or having, um, I don't know, Chaos and uh, or Eldar, Dark Eldar, like having two more different factions would have brought more people in. Yep. I, I, I'm, I'm worried because I fear that they're missing opportunities. Like the, the decision of having this weird rollout for Anarchic Imperialists and at the same time sticking to their guns, their stupid, stupid guns of mm -hmm. making Adeptus Titanicus uh, a 30k Horus Heresy only thing, they're missing the opportunity of allowing combined arms for these two games to cross over. And yeah. it's missing the boat. And, I mean, this is one of those typical things, Games Workshop just leaving money on the table as far as I'm concerned. Like I, if if instead of giving me yet another iteration on some night for uh, for Adeptus Titanicus, they gave me orcs or they gave me Aldar, I I would be like I would be building like I have the base box set like I would be reading those rules, building those models, and I would getting be getting into it. But because it's Imperial only right now, I have other things I prioritize above it. I've got my box, but I'm not buying anything new. Yeah, and I, you know, I think just with any game, whether it's, you know, a new faction is a great way to get new players in, and it's just, it's not the Aeronautic Imperialis is being, is a very slow rollout to get to other factions, and same thing with the Devils Titanicus, right? I mean, where it's still just Imperial or Imperials but bad. Yeah, yeah, it's. Which, I mean, is great if that's your thing, yeah. but it's also super boring. It's kind of like, it's kind of the, the 
turnoff for playing, you know, 30k too is that. I mean, yeah, they're all different chapters of Space Marines, but they're still just all Space Marines yeah, or Custodes. So, you know. Um, hopefully, I mean, we can always hope that when things settle down across the world a little bit more, we'll we'll see some some more factions come out for that. But I mean, they're, they're um, I mean, sporadic. fingers crossed, fingers crossed. But like from a marketing perspective, the window of opportunity for them is. Is getting thinner and thinner. Yeah. Like they're at, at some point, this is no longer an option. Right. It's going to be too late at, at a certain point, and I'm that, that's that's going to be unfortunate because it's going to it's going to take uh, twenty years before they try something like that again. Right. And for people that have been managing to play some 40k somehow, they released some updates to the rules. Um, Change some of the missions for the batched play or the grand tournament pack that they released, right? So they it was and they were pretty interesting. I think they'll have an interesting effect on the game. Uh, the first one being that, right, if you win the roll off, you have to go first, right? That's just what you get, which that's definitely a time saver because I've seen people hem and haw for 20 minutes on there whether they want to go first or not when they win that roll. Um, but the most interesting thing, I think, was that on the last turn for primary points, which is every mission has the primary points, that's how you get can get uh, most of your points, um, player two scores at the end of the last turn instead of at the top of their last turn. Ooh. Interesting. Right, because it was sort of the, uh, that was the big advantage for going first, right, is you could just, you could basically plant your entire army on every objective uh, on your last turn. And then your opponent can't really do anything because they don't control any objectives. Right. Um, mm. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, they also changed some of the secondary scoring objectives. Uh, they changed the psychic one, which used to be five per character and three per unit, to three per character and I think two per unit. So unless you're playing um, against Grey Knights or Thousand Suns, you'll probably never take it anymore. But. Right, because the max is 15, so if you were playing Elder, right. they'd have to have five characters with psychic powers to get full points for that, which is probably not going to happen. But anyway, I mean, you know, we'll see how they play out. I mean, there's, unlike us, you know, who don't, we don't really have tons of experience with playing 9th Edition too much, but there's a lot of, a lot of people are playing, uh, I think, on Tabletop Simulator, which good for mm -hmm. them, figuring out how they can get some games in, but. We'll see how that pans yeah, out. Yeah, I have, I have a couple of friends. I've tried Tabletop Simulator. It's 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 very good, um, but it's still a lot of uh, it's a lot of work to get a game in. Yeah. And uh, as I've bemoaned in the past, time is not working out in my favor. <laughs> and so the, I think the last big thing we got is we actually there's going to be a preview this weekend. Yeah, buddy. Which, so the big thing is, right, they showed us the games you're going to get updates for. So Age of Sigmar 40K, Kill Team, which I'm, 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 a homie, excuse me, I'm hoping that's the 9th edition updated Kill Team that they keep talking about. Which yeah. Which would be great to see how that works out. Titanicus, mm -hmm. which they've shown a little preview of a leg of something. Underworlds, and then a, a mystery question mark. Yeah, buddy. Ooh. And what is the mystery question mark? I mean, I have a theory. Let's hear the theory, because that's so, all we got at this so point. So I've seen a lot of things bandied about, right? Like, I've seen a lot of Battlefleet Gothic, and yeah. uh, I forget what the other one that people were yelling about. Like, oh, it's Mordheim? definitely... No, no, no. Yeah, more yeah, Mordheim. Mordheim, Mordheim 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 like that. that they're always yeah. yelling about. Um, no, so we finished up Blackstone Fortress. Mm -hmm. It's done, which means that there is the uh, Warhammer quest slot open. Um, and, uh, it should be, th if, if tradition holds, which there's no reason to believe it would or won't. So I guess we're just going to roll with it. Uh, it should go back to age of Sigmar. Mm. Yeah. That, and especially when you look at the graphic, right? There's two age of Sigmar products, three forty K products, right? So it kind of yeah. makes sense that it would be another age of Sigmar product too. Um, I'm I'm sad that you know Silver Tower didn't get as much 
credit as it deserved, right? It was right. Although they didn't do the same thing they did with Blackstone Fortress, right? There was, I think, maybe two expansions for it, a bunch of White Dwarf articles, but not a lot of box expansions for it. Um, right. But it was a really cool game. It'll be exciting to see if they bring it back and where they go with it. You know, whether it's Warhammer Quest something, who knows? Um, right. I've seen people think that it might be. Um, I saw the same thing, right? Battlefleet Gothic, uh, Man of War, which they already tried that once with Dreadfleet, which was. But that definitely didn't. Yeah. yeah, the models are great. Yeah, but I mean, you can't say they tried to bring back like, Man yeah, of War true. with, because it's definitely not the same game. No, not at all. Um, some people have bandied about Space Hulk, right? Which, but sort yeah. of like how they did it originally, where there was a lot of campaign, a few campaign supplements for it. Um, but I think I, I, I'm uh, sort of in the same boat where I think it'll, it might be Warhammer Quest, Age of Sigmar. I think that's the most logical thing. Um, in a way, it's also like if if you're an Age of Sigmar player, it is also the most exciting thing. Yeah, but. What would be even more exciting would be, again, like, Battlefleet Gothic would be nice because it's a completely different new game. Yeah. Well, new. It's, I mean, it's a rehash of an old one, but... Oh, I said Epic, too, was the other one that got bandied about. And they've already, like, they've said time and again, they're like, we're not, we're not, we're not. And and that would just, I mean, to me, that would just get folded into Titanicus anyway. Right. Right. Well, that would be the smart thing to do, but I think we've yeah, just gone true, through the uh, the conversation that Games right, Workshop will occasionally not do the smart thing. That's true. Yeah, fair Plus, enough. if they rolled it into Titanicus, they would either have to do what we want them to do, which is make Titanicus not just 30k, or we're looking at 30k epic, like, <laughs> I'm good. I'm all set, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, because... <laughs> At that point, what what are you playing exactly yeah. that you're not? Let's say they do Epic. So what what are you playing in Epic that you you're not playing in Deptus Titanicus? Well, you're playing Land Raiders and Space Marines. That's called 40k. Right. It's, yeah. You you've already got the models for that. You you don't need to have smaller those models again. So I guess what makes it Epic is adding titans but it's like it's, it's just a freaking like it, it's a snake eating its own tail it's... <laughs> yeah it was, so it'll be interesting to see what that reveal is um we did we also it'll, it'll be a single it'll be like finally we're getting we're getting primaris lieutenant the game right yeah <laughs> you've got lieutenant. you collected all the lieutenants now play the more exciting board it's game Oh my god. Smash the button, baby. Which which is just shoots and ladders, but with primary models. <laughs> yes. Who can reach Absolutely. the golden throne first? I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. Oh no, you hey. heretical taint, fall to chaos three spaces. <laughs> yeah. This is this is dumb, but we're we're buying it. We're playing That's it, right. aren't we? Cause I'm going to have one sealed model, copy for the, the collection. Really good. <laughs> I mean, I it comes it for the comes with an exclusive Primaris Lieutenant, so, you know. <laughs> like a handful of them. That's just what everyone's <laughs> playing. Um, we also did get a little bit more information about Warhammer the Old World, speaking of smaller models, because I've been seeing the theory bantered about that it's going to be like a Warmaster scale game, which I think would be interesting. Um, they're very they're I mean they're rolling that out pretty slow. Who knows when we'll actually see it? But um, I wouldn't mind seeing it on that scale. Um, I mean, they told us they told us pre-pandemic that it would be like a, a few years. So yeah, not, yeah. And I'm not holding my breath for it, but I I love that one of the things they like pretty like. And here's a map of the old world. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure I have that in a book somewhere. But thanks. Sierra Batoni is there. Remember when you threw a fit and sold all your models when they were gone? Well, now you can't play this game without buying new ones. But... Hooray! Question <laughs> mark. Um, yeah. So big preview this weekend, um, and I'm you know I'm glad that they're continuing the previews as we are still facing the pandemic. Um, at least I think it keeps a lot of people engaged. Yep. Works for Absolutely. me. Yeah. yeah, no, I usually, like, even when, 
even the previews where there's not anything that I'm like particularly excited about. Um, I still come out of them like hyped up to play games and like build models. So I like when they have them on the regular. So I keep my enthusiasm to get my projects done up. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a nice little, I mean, they stream them live. So there's a little bit of banter there and, you know, you can go get a nice, uh, something to eat during the middle or section if you want. And, yep. 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 Um, that's important. <laughs> yeah. When the, the moment, Adam, moment Adam goes, Oh, and look at that hilt on that sword of that space <laughs> Marine. It's like, all right. Um, yeah. That's, that... that's 15 minutes <laughs> that I can use for something else. And I, we've been seeing a couple of the uh, the rumor engine things come through too, as actual pictures of models, right? So we saw. Oh, they did their that potato picture post. Did you guys see that one? Yep. That was yep. pretty funny, right? Mm-hmm. Fuzzy pictures. So we'll just show them to you, which included a a vampire with mm-hmm. bats in, in their hair. Which in her hair. I saw it was a uh, the best I comment I saw, and it was like, so you know how Disney princesses have their hair done by cute woodland creatures? Okay, that was <laughs> That is perfect. I mean, it's exactly what we had. Because when when we saw, like, for the, was it for the preview, one of the things that they mentioned, like, they they had that that little graphic of an invitation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it went, ah, just just when we saw the name, what, the the Dead and the Divine or something? Yeah, something like that. What's the name of the preview? Anyways. Yeah, yeah. The moment we saw that, like, one of my reactions was, well, it's going to be vampires and yeah. probably yeah. dark angels. Dead, dead in the divine. <laughs> yeah, dead in the divine. So I, I thought, eh, well, they've they've done all the other dead, so we're, we're down to vampires. Yeah. This is what we're getting. And the divine's probably going to be dark angels. And I, I was kind of kidding when I went with that assumption, but looks like so far 50% correct, JF. Good job. <laughs> I sh- I uh, I will reveal myself. It is me. I am sources. <laughs> you are you, potato king. Yeah, you you may have heard of me on many internet blog about wargaming when people say sources have revealed to us. It is me. I am sources. No, it's not. Sure. They'll take away your preview copies. Not just that. If uh, if I if I were sources, I'd be more accurate. Cause God, wrong. <laughs> you are wrong a lot. I. Yes, but at least my theories are fun. Mm-hmm. Not smart, fun. <laughs> and as uh, part of the potato preview, we saw some Lumineth Calvary. Which doesn't... I, I prefer it better than the cow thing, I guess. Yeah, like the... I don't... <sighs> I, so I I like all of them is the terrible part. Like all of the Lumineth, like I'm into it. But I, I'm not going to pretend they're not dumb. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's why I like them. I mean, they <laughs> yeah, are hiding say... kangaroos. Yeah, pretty much. Listen, when, when we saw the blurry pictures and you said kangaroos, that went, that's, that's stupid. They're probably some kind of dinosaur type thing, kind of like cold ones, but for Lumineth. <laughs> no, they are kangaroos. <laughs> And now I'm in. <laughs> right? I like it because it's stupid. <sighs> I had a conversation with someone on Twitter about uh, Games Workshop and their stupid elf hat game. And I was <laughs> yeah, like, right. they raised the bar with the Lumineth, man. And she was like, that was a hold my beer moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys want to talk about uh, about stupid hats? <laughs> gotcha, bae. Gotcha. I mean, you know, high elves in, in Warhammer Fantasy had pointy hats and they oh, just yeah. they pushed it further right pointy hats with yep. things on them now yep and look and large I, I've, been, I've been listening to the crown and i've been seeing a lot of <laughs> images of those those british dudes with the the, the big free hats and i'm going eh. yeah. <laughs> it's not not so far out <laughs> it's not that crazy no you ever watch a kentucky derby this is <laughs> this is all very reasonable i have not and oh, now i'm gonna google it <laughs> because their hat game is is on point. It's a big thing. <laughs> so so I, I wouldn't yeah. rule out I wouldn't rule out like announcing the sisters codex either. Like uh, yeah, I mean I don't know could. that it's necessarily likely, but I won't rule it out. The thing they is, they love could the Imperium. They oh god, they 
Mm-hmm. Seriously, mm-hmm. Um, in, like, they they have imperial codexes under their uh, under their teenage mattresses, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but, but, the, but the thing is, they could roll a couple of things, uh, yeah. a couple of things together. Like, I, I have a feeling that we're going if if they're adding or doing anything fun and cool with Dark Angels, this is where we're gonna see it. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe you're right. Maybe that's maybe they will like tell us a couple of things about the Dark Angels, but maybe they're also doing a bigger release for Sisters, because as cool as the new Sisters are, they are a little bit underdeveloped, mm. especially for an Imperial Army. Like they don't they don't have a flyer. Or I mean, they don't have any that much that's new compared to what was in the previous Codex. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing a couple of new things for Sisters. And they don't have 70 options like the Space Marine Codex. Oh, my God. I mean, it actually has more, but anyway. <laughs> um, we're, we're at the point where Space Marine Codex is just daunting to go through. Yeah, it's it's definitely intimidating. And, and saying, oh, yeah, I'll just take, if you own a store, I'll just take one of every Space Marine item. Okay, that's $10,000. Um, really? But, yeah, that'd be, I mean, you're right. It is a, a, like a cool flying chapel thing would be neat. Um We'll see what they do, though. I mean, it looked like some of the previews from the advent calendar were some sort of missionary type characters, so I wouldn't be surprised if that all that stuff got revealed here. Mm. No, because I mean, the thing with the previews too, right? Is like it doesn't have to be anything that's coming out immediately. Yeah. Like they're just picking stuff from the pipeline and being like, "Yep, here you go. Here's your breadcrumb. Enjoy." Yeah. Speculate for months until we figure. Don't it bother out. us about this for the next six yeah. months. It'll be interesting to see where they go just from here, just because, you know, everything slowed down, right? Death Guard was, it was supposed to be Death Guard and Dark Eldar or Drukari this month. And we are just getting Dark, uh, Death Guard at the end and no word on when Drukari is coming in either, so. Yeah, I have, I have a feeling actually Death Guard weren't not, were they not supposed to be, uh, oh, that's right, yeah, they were. They that's were supposed right. to be 2020. Yeah. January was supposed to be Drakari and Dark Angels, so we're that's already right, probably, right. like, we're, we're a month behind. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Yeah. We'll see how that affects the release schedule. And I mean, I think a little space between stuff isn't too bad so you don't get too overwhelmed but if you're waiting for your army it's also a little bit of a bummer but well the question becomes and maybe they'll answer that on saturday during the preview is are they going to step up releases to catch up or are they just pushing everything back yeah i mean they've already said like with the underworlds they put out their roadmap um so they've already said that they're hoping to get back to two uh two war bands in what is it may April, one of the two. Yeah. Um, so I think they're hoping to at least get back to a normal release schedule. I'm hoping that they'll, like, for 40k, that they'll, like, a lot of the the stuff that, like, any of the codexes that aren't getting a whole mess of models, like, just kind of like speed those ones up. Get yeah. those out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, Dark Angels isn't going to be right coming with much. Just like. Um... I mean, I, I, I unless it's a, a character. lieutenant. Yeah, a lieutenant. Well, I mean, like Death Watch was nothing, right? They repackaged right. some stuff with Death Watch shoulder pads. Um, because if you look at the Space Marine Codexes now, like the, just using the Death Watch one as an example, it's here's all the stuff you can take from Codex Space Marines, and then here's the other stuff specific to your faction you can take. So, I don't know. We'll see. That'd be great if they just okay. Here's your here's your last you know three Space Marine Codexes and. and we're done with that. We can move on to more exciting stuff like Eldar and Tyranids and Genes of the Cults. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not to say that Space Marines aren't exciting. No, it's um, just I want to see I want to see new models, which most of the Space Marine ones came with the Space Marine Codex, right? We've seen most of those already. I want to see new cool stuff. Exactly, and I want to see weird things. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see like give me the strange stuff. And I, I feel, listen, like my my biggest dream is I want them to come out and really surprise us with a good Yanari codex with Yanari units and like give us give us 40k undead where I'm ready. So, but but that's the thing, like with Space Marines, I I don't feel like it's as easy to just get really cool weird stuff yeah. anymore. Yeah. 
I mean, the weirdest thing from the last release was the huge bunker thing. Right? Which is amazing. It's such Very a cool great model. model. Yeah. But it, it, you can't you can't go as weird as you can with Tyranids or, or Yanari with, with Space Marines, typically. Mm-hmm. So. Well, well, we'll get there. Ooh, that could I be... Hope. That could be part of the dead. Part of the dead could be Yanari. Uh, nah, it would be too big. I know. It would be too big, or it's going to be so small as to be disappointing. So I'm wondering if, just like last year, right, on... So next month, during Adepticon weekend, what would have been Adepticon weekend, they would do another huge preview like they did last time. That'd I be hope great. so. Oh, that would be so much fun. I, 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 That was the preview I enjoyed the most. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was their first one, too. Their first mm-hmm. huge, huge uh, reveal, so... I, I assume we'll see something then, whether or not it's as big as last year's is, we'll, you know, we'll see. But I definitely think we'll see the next preview around that time next month. Yeah, that would make sense. Very cool. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, you know, if you want to try and speed paint an army over what would be a Defcon weekend, post that on, on Facebook. Um, I think you should have, if you, if you were going to go to a Defcon, speed paint something anyway. Have a little fun. Um, let us know what your speculations are, and, and after you watch the preview, let us know what you think. Right on Facebook, and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening to 40K Radio, part of the Free Buddhist Network. You can contact us via email at hosts at 40kradio.com or on the Free Buddhist Forum. Please check out the other podcasts on the Free Buddhist Network. Until next time, remember that in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war and cookies.